All right, we've started. All right, I'm Nihilist. I'm here with Christian and Z-Pike. And welcome to the Extreme Atheist Podcast. <laughs> I told you I'm going to fucking do it. All right, so this episode, um, Christian has challenged me to debunk religion definitively, and I'm going to do that. Christian's going to try to poke holes in me doing that, and Z-Pike is going to sort of jump in wherever he feels that he has something to add. He's going to try and put both of our points in perspective, since both of us are going to be thinking from our own argument side, playing mm-hmm. devil's advocate in some way, just to as a, as a, argue uh, the side we've been given. A disclaimer. Cole's yeah. going to try and act as almost a mediator, as well as kind of point out the benefits and the good points on both sides. Uh, yeah, and Christian here is basically just playing devil's advocate, not necessarily arguing on behalf of the religion. Hold on, I have to... I'm trying to poke reasonable doubt into the argument. Yeah, so, um, what I actually am going to need to do to start off is give a mini-physics lesson. So, um... No, I don't need a chalkboard, um... I can do this pretty effectively just by speaking, but, um... So... Effectively, there's a thing called general relativity. And what general relativity states, um, one thing that it states, there's a lot of things that it states, is that um, basically the more mass an object has, the more gravity it has. And space and time are both one and the same thing, which means the more gravity that you have, um, since space gets stretched, time also gets stretched. And essentially, if you have enough gravity... Time, time will slow down and slow down and slow down and eventually stop if it's stretched enough. Now, the only time in which we know that space stops, um, time stops, is due to the gravity of a singularity, which is found in the center of a black hole. And effectively, what this is is um, this this bomb. It has in, it's infinitely small and infinitely dense, and therefore gives off infinite amounts of gravity. So, um. It can stop time completely. If you are next to it and you are falling into this black hole, time would just stop for you completely. You would never proceed through time again. And um, now there is um, an instance of... um, We know that the Big Bang happened for a couple of reasons. A, we can see that the Big Bang happened because of... um, If you look out far enough into the universe, given that the way that, um, that we see things is light coming to us and hitting our eyes, and a light year is how long it takes light to travel in a year. If you look back 13.8 billion light years, you can actually see the Big Bang because the light from the Big Bang is still traveling to your eye. So um, we have one, been able to test this. One thing you said, how long it takes light to travel in a year, which doesn't make sense because it would take a year what, for it to travel in a year. You said how in, long yeah. it takes light to travel in it's, a year. Yeah, it's how far, how light, far light in a year. Yeah. How far light travels? In, okay, that was just my speech there. Yeah, yeah. And one light travels one light year per year. Yes. Um. So, but so essentially, if like you have an object from Mars, which is like five light minutes from us, you, if you look at Mars through a telescope, you'll see what was happening on Mars five minutes ago. Um. Or if you have a, and if you go thirteen point eight billion light years away, you'll see what was happening 
um, there 13.8 billion years ago. So we have things that can test the radiation and everything like that from those areas, and we can actually see the Big Bang happening effectively, as well as um, we can also see all of the um, galaxies um, moving away from each other, expanding and such, which means that you can also make the inference that, eventually, that if you reverse that process, they would have all been in the same spot. Now, um, the only way for this to have been the case is with a singularity. Which means the entire universe at one point was a singularity, and if the entire universe was at one point a singularity, um, time didn't exist. Which means before the Big Bang, time didn't exist, so there was no before the Big Bang. The Big Bang was always and forever, essentially, because there's nothing before it. And if there's nothing before it, there's no way that a god could exist to have created the Big Bang. Another, I think um, the, I think the argument to that is that the bit, what is confused as the Big Bang is actually when God created heaven and earth. And well, here's the thing. So here's the thing. Was, yeah. Um, it's not a matter of whether or not God created the Big Bang. It's a matter of the fact that before the Big Bang, since the universe was a singularity, time was time didn't exist. So there's no time before the Big Bang that a being could have existed in order to create. I think where the difference is is before the the Big Bang being when God created heaven, everything. That God not be isn't be a being but a spirit, and there is like above all. So he's not part of this universe he created, but rather a removed being spirit outside of the known universe that has created it. So when he created the everything in those seven days, that was what scientists are calling the Big Bang. As he created it all at once, everything happened, which we both agreed. Both arguments agree. Everything became with that one singular incident. And he, as being a, a almost like an outside looking in onto our known universe, creating it. So it was, there was nothing in our known universe prior to God creating it, or prior to the Big Bang. He created it, thus everything starting at that time. Yeah, but okay. So here's the way that I would like to explain what um, general relativity is essentially saying when it means time stops. So if I have a movie playing. That is time, essentially. If I play it at normal speed, that is time. If I play it at half speed, that is time under a lot of gravity. Before the Big Bang, the universe was a singularity, which contains infinite amount of gravity, which essentially means that's the equivalent of pausing the movie. Now, my argument would be, if you have a paused movie, no one in that movie can do anything. Nothing but can... My argument is God wasn't in the movie. God was outside of the movie, controlling the movie. So, what, what, do, you, what do you mean by in that? our known universe? He is a, a being or a spirit removed from our known universe, looking over it in its entirety and controlling it from outside of it. Well, what would you define as outside of the universe? Because the universe is infinite. Were you able to hear me there? Sorry, what? What would you define as outside of the universe, given that the universe is infinite? I don't know. I can't 
humanly like conceptualize what would be outside of the universe since all I've ever known is in the universe. But for just there to randomly one day just be a spark and everything that exists just happens to come, there had to have been something before that for this to happen. Well, like, well no, that's not true. For a scientific experiment, you have to have two things that come together to create a reaction for something to occur. Things just don't okay. happen. You you're essentially using... So right now, your, your current argument is that of the, um, the painter's argument, um, but essentially a little bit more complex. A painter paints a painting, so a universe needs a creator. Um, but So the thing about that is, there are things that have effects without causes in which we call quantum mechanics. One example of this would be the double slit experiment, where if you put a particle through a slit, it will, um, it will actually not necessarily land in the location in which it was trajectorized to. And that is because of quantum probability. Um, anytime that a particle moves, there is a probable chance of where it is and where it will end up and everything such as that. We call this the uncertainty principle, and it's essentially an effect that has no cause. And not only that, it just wouldn't have a defined, a definite result. Well, not only that, these particles are also capable. These particles are also capable of jumping in and out of existence, effectively. So it's not hard to create something from nothing because we can already see it happening constantly on the quantum level. Um, all that it requires is a basic mathematical idea, which in the simplest term is to compare it to algebra. If I add one matter here, I have to subtract one matter here. And then you can do that basically on the mathematics of every time that I add one antimatter, I can add one normal matter or positive matter or whatever you'd like to call it. One matter which we observe and then you can basically create an entire universe like this and uh, uh just adding on to that this is a thing i learned a while ago um in the the very very like the, the first like one billion of a second of the universe existing basically what was happening was it was all energy but it was hot enough that it could come together and create matter and the reason well, um, why if if matter and antimatter matter. touch each other, they like it, it, is it isn't it called like like actually something like really accurate like like destroying or something like that. It annihilates. It's yeah. annihilating. Um, during the beginning of the universe, though, for it was like for every one billion particles of antimatter created, and it should have been one billion. I, I may be wrong about the number. For every like one billion particles of no, or it should have been one billion normal particles of matter. For, but for some reason, like one billion and one were made. So it was, which is the reason why the universe isn't just energy. Yeah, because matter, essentially, what we should see is a one-one creation of that for we, every. Um, but we don't see a one-one yeah. creation. So the thing is, is like there's the whole thing of, of but, you can't create matter, but like somehow that happened, and we don't know how. Well, the idea for that is mostly due to quantum fluctuation because um, both matter and antimatter are capable of becoming waves, and waves are pure energy. Right? So, um, energy and matter are the exact same thing. That's what E equals MC squared shows us. Energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. You take a mass, you multiply that by the speed, the, um, speed of light squared, and whatever your, um, whatever your, um, what's the word for it? The thing that you put, the units in which you're using to converse these two is what you'd end up with. So, um, effectively um the reason for that isn't that there was necessarily less of it it's just that there happened to be more matter 
in the form of mass rather than in the form of energy, whereas antimatter had more matter in the form of energy rather than the form of mass, which is actually just due down to almost random chance, which can be called like rolling a dice. Had it been a 1-1 creation, we'd have nothing in the universe. Had it been a 2-1 creation, it would have been a universe full of matter, and had it been a 1-2 um, a creation, we'd have a universe full of antimatter. Now, the I thing is, that's the where, I think that's okay. where it jumps into um, religious beliefs, because the, the the odds and possibilities that the exact right you said rolling the dice it's random possibility that it would end well, it was essentially exactly a one perfect chance how it had to be to create what we know today and well it really didn't have to be that perfect it was it, a one third chance essentially because we either had more matter we had more antimatter or we had the exact amount now the thing is um, what we call matter, since we have something in the universe called supersymmetry, which essentially means that um, everything is effectively the exact same thing with just a different name. That's um, that's putting it extremely simple. Effectively, like if you took an electron and a proton, one has a positive charge and one has a negative charge. But positive and negative charge effectively doesn't mean anything. It just means the only the only definition of a positive charge is that it attracts positive charges and repels a negative charge. And negative charge is vice versa. So you could actually flip those and it would be the exact same thing. Because the only definition is that it attracts itself. Yeah, I, I actually definitely fucked that up. But yeah, it, it attracts the opposite and repels the same. Yeah. That's the only definition for negative or positive charge. So they're effectively the same thing. They just... Hello? Cause the Big Bang to happen. Well, it can't just th that's it, not it necessarily just true. randomly just happen. There's I, something well, that that's not necessarily true. When it Hold did, on. I it's couldn't hear anything for like two minutes there. I thought my internet broke. I got your hello. Um, was it still recording? Yeah, it was okay. just like pretty much said if I said hello, I couldn't hear anything. Okay, basically, oh, it was. Perfect. I brought up in case it didn't come up. I brought. I asked how the Big Bang started, because there has to be something that the, that started it to create what it did. Yeah, the cause-effect thing... I'm explaining that as God created the universe, thus the mm -hmm. quote-unquote Big Bang. Yeah, the cause-and-effect argument is extremely flawed because it assumes that every cause needs an effect. Which just isn't the case, because like I had said, there's a probability of a particle doing anything that a particle can do. That's it's what it's not that It's not that every cause needs an effect. It's every effect needs to have a cause, is the argument I'm making. 
for the Big Bang to have happened, it needed something to cause it to happen. Yeah. So, so here's the change that wasn't how it was however long before that it was just this central thing just sitting there waiting for the Big Bang to happen. Something needs to change to cause it to have this. So here's the thing about this. Eruption. Like I'm saying, there's a percent chance that a particle will do anything that a particle can do with effectively no reason. For example, your entire body could just disappear from existence right now. However, it's extremely unlikely. There's, um, there's probably multiple particles in your body that are, that are just ceasing to exist or doing something like along those lines. And I'm, I'm using the word ceasing to exist very, um, leniently here because it's not technically what happens, but it's a little bit harder to explain quickly. But, um, yeah. Um, so effectively what you have is, um, until a particle is observed that particle and observed means anything that would collapse collapse a wave function not necessarily looking at it people get confused about that one as well for example measuring or interacting would probably be a better term than observe but observe is the scientific term for whatever reason but anyways so effectively particles don't need um causes to have effects they can just do things and it's based off of literally a roll of the dice it's based off of what we call the uncertainty principle and it effectively just means that for absolutely no fucking reason, a particle can do whatever. For example, um, this is the way that I would explain it. If there was a, um, if I said that it is a fact that if a dog bites a particle, a particle will explode, but a particle can never explode unless a dog bites the particle, we would still see dogs biting at particles and them not exploding, and we would still see particles exploding without dogs biting due to quantum fluctuations and probability. So I think, I think where that comes in is where you're you're saying it's um it's it could just happen, roll of a dice. I think the argument is that it's not just happening. Everything that's happening is happening because God wants it to happen that way. So nothing is left to complete chance with like the roll of a dice or quantum what was the word used? Quantum probability or something uh, like quantum that. fluctuations or quantum probability probability where you're like something's just happened and i think that where the differentiation is it's not for the religious viewpoint nothing just randomly happened that's god choosing it to happen in that way you like and i think that's where the um the differentiation is well one of my things would a be um that, like, for example, like, one of the jokes that Stephen Hawking made in his book before he died, he said, if a god does exist, I would ask him how he ever came up with something, um, so complex as, um, M-theory and 11 dimensions, because the math for it is fucking insanity. But, like, it's essentially, um, you see the Bible with a very basic concept of what reality is, and not only a basic concept of reality, but an incorrect concept of reality, where it talks about the corners of the earth and stuff like that, which would assume that the earth would either be a cube or flat, like a square. But um, so essentially, um, like there's, there's still things the corners in the Bible of the earth. There's still like it, well, it's not necessarily corners of the globe. It's if you think of in terms of like the humans being the dominant species, the corners of the land where humans live, there are still corners of the earth that you could make for, you could point out for argument's sake. And if, if individually all three of us were supposed to label where the th four corners of the earth where the population would be, 
we would all come up with generally the same area. So it's understood basically where these four corners of the Earth are while the Earth is still a globe, but not the corners of the okay. globe. Well, there's also um, the fact that the Bible talks about, um, for example, the universe being like 6,000 years old. And when that is, we can use carbon dating to prove that the Earth itself is 4.5 billion years old and the universe is 13.8 tr- um, billion years old because we can do that via um, by seeing how large the um, the observable universe is and then basing that around how far light travels. So it's and not... I think, well, I, think it's, I think in that case, it's not supposed to be taken literally to that extent because time, in terms of years and whatnot, like to a certain extent, is man-made. While, yes, it's the amount of... A year on Earth is the amount of time it takes to go around the sun. Time in itself, as a construct, is man-made. So, that's, I disagree. When, when the... When God was creating the Earth, and there was not this idea of what it what what time was. So I think by saying, oh, this many years old, it's a relative thing as a long time, not exactly this number of years old. Oh, um, so the thing is, time is a thing. It's not man-made, which is, it's, it's actually the fourth dimension, right? Like you have length, width, height, yes. and time. And I um, think time in itself is... It is is not man-made. I think the time we use today is man-made. Yeah. It, yeah, the best way to describe what time is conceptually to the universe is entropy, which is um, which is essentially a system's um, a system of order moving to chaos. Which is um, things like those is that um, there's also not a need for a god because of laws of physics like entropy and gravity and stuff like that. That you could take a system and you could essentially just throw whatever into it so long as it's like matter and energy and all that stuff and eventually you would come up with a universe that looks nearly exactly the same as we have now because the laws of physics such as gravity would would make things spherical right it would um it would cause orbits it would do stuff like that and entropy and stuff like that would cause stars to eventually explode and then we would have all these different matter all over the universe and um how do you it's think- just a matter of if we get away from um how the world started and we get to where we are today with how did humans get onto earth how did we how did human the human race begin okay so this is actually about. one that actually this has to deal with how everything started so when the yes. big bang took place it um it created essentially just hydrogen atoms nothing but hydrogen was in the universe um and effectively these hydrogen atoms we're like, oh, you know, we're going to create some stars here and there because we're hydrogen atoms and we're cool like that. And stars get really, really hot, if you didn't know that. Um, they, they get so hot that they, have, they go through what's called nuclear fusion, which is essentially where these hydrogen atoms just fucking smash into each other so goddamn fast due to the heat and the energy in them from the heat that they combine into a single atom of the next heaviest element, which is how the periodic tables start, right? Hydrogen has a peri- has an um the atomic number one because it is the lightest element. And then every and if you smash two hydrogen atoms together, you get two. You smash two of those together, you get three. It's the one and so forth. When you smash two together and get four? No, you smash you two together. You can't you can't create nor um not like not what the, whatever the opposite of create would be. Destroy? I guess, yeah, destroy. I'm just blanking. 
um, Adam. So wouldn't it be, wouldn't you would have to, wouldn't it be to do two and two together? It would get four because you can't just ignore that fourth. Well, no, no, no. Okay, I mean, maybe I explained it wrong. So, um, essentially, um, if you take two hydrogen atoms and you smash them together, you get um. I don't know the periodic table off my, off the top of my head. Do you know what the the second heaviest or the second no, lightest element? It's is? that one all the way on the other end. It's a um. No, the like second a, the second lightest is helium. Helium. Okay, that's what I thought, but I didn't want to sound stupid and say it. Yeah, so I knew it was on the other end. It was all the way on the other end with that one line where they're like the. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, hydrogen is the most common element in the universe, and the second most common element in the universe is helium, which is because it takes two hydrogen atoms smashing together to create helium, and it takes two helium atoms smashing together to create the third lightest element, which, I don't, I don't know, is that, um, it's probably like hydrogen or something, right? Uh, it is... I might be completely wrong. Or not hydrogen. Hydrogen is number one. I don't know why I just said that. I literally lithium? just said the hydrogen. This is a really shitty periodic table. It's really small. But, uh, okay, well, okay. Like, um, physics, not chemistry. But essentially, yeah, you get... Lithium. Okay, no, so it takes two helium atoms smashing together to get lithium. And what you end up with is... um, And then it takes two lithium atoms smashing together to get the next heaviest element. Brilliant. And stars did this. But if you smashed uh, hydrogen and a helium... Nothing would happen. They're, they can't combine. They, yeah, would, they, they, would, combine. they wouldn't make a new element. They would make a different chemical. They would make a compound. They would be like... That's, that's, like, like, yeah, that's how you get like, into two elements. Like like right. if, you, if you smack two hydrogens and an oxygen together, you get water. You don't get like, yeah. like iron. That's how you make chemicals. Only things of the exact nature are able to be made into a new element. But how... So, like... How did hydrogen atoms creating stars and smashing together to create the periodic table lead to humans? Okay, so effectively every single atom that is needed to create um, an amino acid, such as um, carbon, um, helium, oxygen, those things were all made in these stars. And eventually these stars ran out of fuel, right? They, they, um, the elements got too heavy to, um, for the amount of fuel, the heat in the star to smash them together, because as they get heavier, they move slower and slower. Eventually, it's too slow to create nuclear fusion. This is whenever stars explode in what is called a supernova, because, um, and then these, this stuff shoots all over the fucking place, right? And this, and all these elements are all over the universe now. Every element needed to create life. This goes on to form planets, more stars. It happens again, creating heavier elements. And every single element in which is created to needed to make life is now spread all over the universe. And then which that's how life Which is indefinite, he said. So if it's indefinite yeah. and these elements that are needed to create life are now spread all over the Yeah, there's a hundred percent chance of life creation. Pure chance that all of these not only did pure chance that these hydrogen atoms came together and created a star, which at first is they're just sitting there like they just have well, together the thing is, is even though the universe is planned together enough to create other elder elements. Well, the Big Bang, the Big Bang made them very, very hot. The Big Bang was very, very hot, which is why they created stars. The Big Bang. So then they have stars. But then they also need to collide together to create all these other elements. 
So then all, yes, it's all combined together, perfect combination. Because if it's the wrong combination, well, no. it does nothing, like you said. Well, the thing is, is it's happening then, trillions and trillions of times. Yeah, like well, no, it's second. not even happening trillions and trillions of times. It's happening infinitely many. Which means that percentage-wise, there is a 100% chance of, t of it happening. Not necessarily. Regardless that it's happening infinitely a number of times, you still have to have the exact right combination. And one off doesn't it's not even that it's that in um that unlikely it's more likely that it would happen than wouldn't because okay. the thing is that, um but it all happens it all happens and then also happens on the one planet that can sustain life if it that, were, that we know of the thing is yeah that's yes that's that we know of today <laughs> but if it were any closer to the sun we'd turn up or any farther away and that's actually not even true. Yeah, we That's have like a few. We have like a few we, hundred we thousand miles of closer and further to the sun as we fucking rotate around. Yeah, our so orbit is like an orange shape. Year round, we stay in those like perfect zone. That allows well, yeah, but that's just due to gravity. Gravity is not yeah. going to make us get any closer or further. But it's a very sustainable thing. But so not only did all this happen, and this the one thing that the very one specific combination that creates life happened to all on the one place that we know that can sustain life. And well, here's the thing: enough to create around the to start race. If you put all of these. Um, if you put all of these elements in effectively a jar, you can essentially make amino acids out of them, and you can in eventually a jar, in a jar that has a a volume of twelve fluid ounces. We're talking about well, an infinite universe. You said the the thing is, is yeah, you have to realize an infinite universe even with these atoms all fucking over it, and the atoms that are required to combine happen to be three of the four most common atoms in the universe, and the only one that isn't out of those four is helium, which helium can't even bond to anything in the first place, which means that won't fuck anything up because it's not going to create a bond that isn't capable of sustaining life. It would just kind of be ignored. So you're essentially saying, what are the chances that the three most common things in the universe happen to touch each other? Happen to touch each other while being, well, they also, you also have to think you have to also happen to get those elements because you said they all came from hydrogen. This yeah, but yeah, but the thing is, hydrogen. There is a one hundred percent chance of two hydrogen atoms colliding together to make a helium atom. Two, but there's not the hundred percent chance that they would collide. I, I, I have a, the second the Big Bang, the second the Big Bang started, the second the Big Bang started, the universe was extremely hot, and there was nothing in the universe but fucking hydrogen atoms. So guess what? If a hydrogen atom is hot, it causes it to fucking smash into each other, and you know what? If they smash into each other, it causes them to become helium. So it's literally a one hundred percent chance that this would happen because there was nothing in the fucking universe other than hydrogen atoms, and if hydrogen atoms are hot, they smash into each other, and guess what? The universe is pretty fucking hot. But it's hot, so they're just moving around fast. It's not okay, but let me Let me explain it this way. That's like saying infinite amount of space, and they're, so they're, in theory, you could go with them all moving around in their own little space and not touch. The, the thing is, 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 you have to realize this, you keep saying entirely filled by hydrogen. Hold on, you, you, then, keep saying, you keep saying infinite space, though. Imagine if me, you, and Steven were thrown into an infinite space we're all st but we're all still right next to each other that's like saying no matter how many times i try to punch steven i'm gonna miss because it's an infinite space they're all right next to each other they're, they're yeah. the space is infinite but they're not infinitely distanced from each other they're the all right next universe, to each other 
the entire universe was literally a cloud of gas at this point in time. Yeah. Like they're all they're all very very close to each other. Because all, of, so that means the quote unquote infinite space is irrelevant because there's nothing outside thing, of it. The, 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 the thing is, is, is infinite space is it, 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 pretty much what it means is the universe isn't a box. There's no wall to the universe. Yeah, you can just keep going and, going and going and going going. It does not mean that there's matter there. There does not have to be matter there. Okay. Let me actually explain what the infinite means. So, um, it's a mathematical thing that was discovered. Um, effectively, in the universe, you would have to have an average of six hydrogen atoms per square inch mass in order for the universe to curve in on itself and eventually make what is essentially a sphere. And, and it would then, it, and then it would just continue expanding, but it would not be infinite. We don't have that, which means the universe doesn't curve enough in order to curve in on itself. And the universe is what we call flat. Now, this is flat in four dimensions, so don't think of like a square on a table or something. It's four dimensional flat, which is a little bit hard to think of, but it essentially means that the universe will continue on infinitely in any given direction. Basically, a uh, 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 way I've heard it explained is if you take a box, and the box is the universe, and you remove the walls of the box, the the internal volume of the box is now the size of the universe. It's infinite. You can fit an infinite amount of, of anything in that box, which technically no longer exists. But that, the universe is pretty much a box with no walls, is an okay way to explain it if you don't understand it. Yeah, and the... Um and another thing is, I have a question. Do you think the Big Bang happened in one location? You said it had to. It started in one location as a central... No, no, no. No, it started as a singularity. A singularity. When one, one thing. It, it had to have started in one place. Yes. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Expand it out. Now, I have to, now I'm going to have to kind of explain dimensions to you. So, um, a one... The singularity is a one-dimensional object that expanded into four-dimensional space, and essentially what that means is that it occurred everywhere in existence. So there was nowhere where the Big Bang wasn't taking place. There were hydrogen atoms literally being just flooded into infinite space, and they were extremely close to each other. So it's so not as though they were unlikely to hit each other. So then there is, um, so then there's a hundred percent chance that there are other universes, other other suns with other planets surrounding it, and other life. Yes, infinite universe. Yes, yeah, we just 100%. can't see them. That's like just, the, the whole idea that there isn't life in the universe is like if you're on one side of a wooden fence and somebody else is on the other side, you can't see them, so they must not be real. Well, here's the way Neil deGrasse Tyson explains well, no, it. No, it's, it's like going into the ocean. It's like going to the ocean with a cup, taking a scoop of water out and being like, guess there's no fish in the ocean. Because that's, because incomparably, that cup of water compared to the ocean is infinitely smaller to the observable universe compared to the universe. That'd be like if you, if you went to the ocean and looked at, like, a single water molecule and was like, well, there's no fish here. It wouldn't even be like that. Because that water molecule is some percentage of the entire ocean, but, um... But the pers but our entire universe in which we can look for alien life is zero percent of the entire universe because it's infinite. So we have zero percent of the universe, and the basis of that logic is saying since we have zero percent of it, haven't found it yet. There is none. 
<laughs> but it also, it's it's not flat zero percent. It just rounds down to zero percent because well, no, it's zero percent. It's, it's mathematically zero. Yeah, but no, because if you have okay, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. One out of a million, one over a million as a fraction is not zero. It's no. Okay, let me let me hold on. Let me let me Steven, let me explain this. Okay, so one out of ten is ten percent. One out of a hundred is one percent. Yes, one out of hundred. One out of infinite is no. Okay, let me explain this way. It is. What is an infinitely small percentage? But no, it is not an infinite. It it is zero. It's not. It is greater than. Well, no. Let me explain it to you like this. Let's say I have an infinite amount of rocks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I take a million rocks away. Guess how many rocks are still there? You in still have an infinite. I have taken away zero percent of the rocks because there's but still infinite rocks. Down. Because there are still it's more than there than there were beforehand. No, there, there isn't. There's, yes. there's, there's an infinite amount of rocks. If there was an infinite amount of rocks and you took out a million, you still have. Well, you still have an infinite amount of rocks because that's a larger number than we. Can. I have taken these. You have still. You have less rocks. You would never reach a point where you hit a number. No, you would, but you would have an infinitely small decimal or fraction you know, of a percentage. You can't. You it would be greater than zero because it one is. It is literally I than zero, but the percentage is not. The only one way you over could reduce infinity is greater than zero over infinity. For well, it's, it's not any I'm number over Christian to fucking calculus class. Any number over any number over infinity is literally the same. The only number that is different, which isn't even technically a number, is infinity. That's the only way yeah. you can make a difference. The only number that can take from infinity is infinity. The, and the even thing, that is the you, you don't the thing is is you count what percentage of or what a percentage is by how much it takes away. If you break something into a hundred yeah. pieces and take one of those pieces, you've taken one one hundredth or one percent. If you break it into an infinite number of pieces and take one piece, you've taken no pieces because you have an infinite number. Of pieces. No, you've still taken one piece. No, you, you you now have one piece outside of the system, but the overall amount in the system is still it the same, which changed. means nothing has been taken from the it, system. It is feasibly identical to doing literally nothing. There is there is. Any mathematician will tell you the infinite that there, that any percentage, like anything you take away from infinite, would be zero percent. The only way it, you can make a difference is, is infinite versus infinite is the only way you can. Like, yeah, and even then, there is actually serious doubt of whether or not taking infinite away from infinite would be zero, or whether it would still be infinite. It would be because you couldn't take infinite away from it because infinite is not a feasible number; it's an imaginary number. But no, it's not. That's not what an imaginary number. Imaginary yeah, number. An imaginary number is like is like negative one. Negative one is yeah. I. That's I'm not saying number. like an I, like that kind of imaginary number. I'm saying it's it's not no a number. Quantitative it, value infinite is not a number. Infinity. It is a concept. Well, well, no, that's actually incorrect. Mathematicians now pretty much agree that it is a number. Um, it's it not unlimited. You cannot have. If it were a number, I would be able to put enough rocks in a pile that that is infinite. 
No, and there's you no. You could literally if, put. Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are things like that. Uh, you can put enough matter into a spot to have infinite because that's what a singularity is, and we know that they exist because they're in the fucking center of black holes, which we literally have fucking photographs. Of. So why is it that? So what is the number one before one less than infinite? Nothing. There is actually, there is actually a number to that. I don't know it off the top of my head, but there is. I don't know it off the top of my head what it is. So it's like uh, if if infinite, you cannot argue both points. You cannot say infinite is a definite number, but also say I can't create remove a fraction of it if I remove some of it. If it's okay, so this is concept, you can say okay, infinite is just the number beyond perceivable. Who cannot? It, it's not humanly, the number beyond perceivable is the number beyond what's perceivable. Infinite is okay. But let if, me explain it this way: if, any perceivable or unperceivable number is, in if, effect, a line that is just longer and longer than the other number. Infinite is a circle. yeah. I'm limited in infinite amount. If but so if it's not the same, if infinite is a quantitative number, it's a definite number. This is infinite. Then I can remove some, and it will be less than infinite. Well, no, no, and here's why. It's just a, an idea, a concept. A well, no, it's not an idea or a concept because it's real. Because it's, it's real. It because be real, but it's not a number. Well, a concept, well, that's not true. A concept is something that isn't real. Um, okay, it's, then I might be using the wrong word, but it's, it's, it cannot be... It's not a quantitative number. number. It's not a quantitative number, but it is a number. If it's not, you can't, you can't have not be a, that's like being like, well, well, I is not, but I, mean, I is not a quantitative number, but it is a number. But you can't have I number of rocks in a pile. Well, you actually can, because there is, there is actually, you, you keep saying rocks in a pile, which is making it very simplistic compared to what you actually, the way you let me, let me explain it. what, it, like, in the way it needs to try to, imagine you have a magic bucket that has an infinite amount of water in it, but it never goes past the top. No matter if you put a cup in that bucket and pull it out, no amount of there's no difference in the amount of water in that bucket. Even is though is it refilling? Is it refilling to the amount it was before? It's, it's, no, it's, it's not refilling. It's not infinite. If it has a set amount of water in it, as infinite, it does, how would you? It like, will. It will do. The, you could do. You could take out it, uh, as much water as you want for the rest of time, and you would still never make a difference in the amount of water in that. I might Look, here, let me, yes, let me but explain I will like this. Let me do it a little bit more no, mathematically. No, you, you don't. In infinite, no I'll matter... I'll give a real-life example. I'll give a real-life example. So, um, so, a singularity is something which is infinitely small and infinitely dense. In order to be infinitely dense, it has to have an infinite amount of matter within it. And the reason that we know it's infinitely dense is because it produces an infinite amount of gravity, and the reason we know it produces an infinite amount of gravity is because due to Einstein Einstein's general relativity, that's the only way to create hope, which is something that not even light gave velocity can exceed, even though light has absolutely no mass. So, effectively, we are saying that there is a definitive 100% answer that there is a singularity that, um, that has infinite amount of matter. And infinite means, and so that is a fact. And the thing on top of that is that um, just because you can't conceive of it, doesn't mean that it's not the case. Because in the words of Leona Ross Tyson, the universe is under no obligation to make sense to you. I I think people I think people are using religion as well as these infinite infinity like infinite numbers 
to explain things that they can't explain. I think that you can't comprehend how large and vast this uniform uni well, no, I'll explain it to you why it's not that. So, um, a, a photon is a light particle. It has zero mass. Something with zero mass cannot be affected by gravity. But yet it is in the case of a black hole. And the reason for this is, so no, the only thing, which means there's a flaw in what has we feel like we have discovered. No, 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 let me, let me continue explaining it because you kind of cut me off prematurely. What is actually happening is that light always moves through a straight line. It always moves in a straight line. And what effectively the gravity of a black hole does is it bends the space around light, which causes a, a straight line to be something different, which is a curved path into the black hole. And effectively, the only thing that is strong enough to escape to beat the escape velocity of light would be an infinite amount. And that's not a matter of us not understanding the number that it's high enough to do it. It's just a premature fact of the fact that light is pure energy. And in order for gravity to be able to get a hold of energy, it would have to be for Okay, what were you saying? For it for you to say, oh, this can never happen, but it happens in this time means it can in fact happen. It's yeah, which is why well no, it's not a matter of it not light can never be affected by gravity, but light can be a but light can be indirectly affected by gravity. If it can be affected by gravity, it can be affected by gravity. It's, okay, might, well, no, that's like that's like me saying, like, I can't hit you with a chair, but I can hit someone else with a chair and cause them to fall onto you. You weren't hit by a chair. You were, no, you were hit by something I hit with. Gravity is changing the definition of what a straight line is because it's causing curvature in space-time, which is causing the light to move towards the black hole. Imagine, it's not okay, take, like, take a piece of paper and draw a line on it. Now pick that piece of paper up, like, when it's on a like a desk, it's completely straight. If you pick it up and bend the paper in half, to that line, the line still is straight, even if to you it doesn't look straight. The space so around if, a... If you can't say both arguments. You can't say, yes, it's straight, it so is, it never... Okay. The thing is, it's not straight, okay. but it's also not straight, so it's going somewhere other way. You have well, to realize... What we define as straight is a human term. What is straight is something that is not a human term. So, sure. for example, you're, you're making the argument that light cannot ever do anything but go straight. But yet, with a okay, I have a question. I have a question. Curve into the black hole because the light thinks that's straight because the black hole is now reading well, it, that, doesn't, it, doesn't, it think doesn't think that's straight. It, that is straight. Gravity. Yeah, okay. The black hole has redefined what straight means. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So here's the idea. If you have a if you have a globe, you know, like classroom globes. Yeah. The, the if you draw a line on that, is it straight? What? If you draw a line on a classroom globe would you, uh, and you draw a straight line, is it straight? No, because the, the uh, definition of a straight is a straight line is it never. But that's what someone who is on someone who is on that globe would see a straight line. No, it yes. They, if I draw, if I draw a straight line on real Earth, you see a straight line. But someone who's not on Earth. Won't. It's not a straight line. It might be perceived as straight because I can, but I can't see curvature. But there is that curvature which then says that's not a straight line because if it goes far enough and the, for a line to be straight and a line, it has to have no endpoints because if that has, if it has endpoints, then it's a line segment. For it to be a line that's straight, it must continue on indefinitely. 
And for it to kill okay. definitely, it would eventually go around the Earth and come back up. And assuming you didn't like lose, go at any angle, it would meet upon itself at some point. Therefore, that line isn't straight. Okay, but that's just based on what you I'm trying to get, and I can only see it at this angle. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you live in a universe that is a curved universe, there is no. You would not know whether or not a line was straight or not straight. Because no matter what, it would appear straight to you, whether or not you lived in a black universe or a curved you would not be able to determine the difference of what that straight line is because there's no experiment that could ever be done that would prove that one is straight and one is not based on what you're but, but it's really not. just down to perception like, like it's just traveling based on what I perceive as straight regardless if you were in that you know it's based on what would still travel straight let me explain it this way imagine you're you know those like funhouse mirrors that like make things look Funny. Like yeah. you stand it, you're like all of a sudden like really short or tall or like really fat. And then yeah. you have a line or written on a wall. You're looking through a window that does something similar to that. The line is straight if you just look at it. But if you look through the window, it looks like it's curved. That yes. is pretty much it. That is what happens. It is, but it still, is still straight. The it line is, is still straight. Yeah, but the line is still straight. It's just curved the space. I mean, if you flew into the... I mean, you would die immediately if you tried to go into a black hole. But if you went into a black hole, if you took a piece of paper or something with a straight line on it, you threw it into a black hole, it would look curved. If you went into the black hole, it would look straight. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, would, you, you would die, you but... You would the exact same line, but it would look different. It, it, it would not literally change itself. It, it, you keep pointing at the perception of how I would look at it. That's, that's all that it is making. That's all that's that it's the, relativity. That's, it, it, that's it, what general okay, relativity. Let me explain. Let me explain it to, like this to you. So, um, if we, it's not just perception because perception does have a different underlying meaning in physics than what it does. The way that something is perceived is essentially the way that it is because effectively, um, in general relativity, being under more gravity means that I experience time slower. If we if, if I had a clock, and I'm on a planet with more gravity than you, and you were looking at my clock with a telescope, we would see the same clock ticking at different paces. Because of the amount of gravity on us causes us to experience time. It's like, um, have you ever it's heard not of... just perception, we all experience time differently, but the perception of it, it but we're seeing the same thing. You no, can perceive it at the same time. No, 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 no. Yes, we have would. You, have you heard of the because astronaut? Who, the time right. passing on mine, if I'm looking at your clock, it would be going the speed that of my time no. passing. Okay, let me explain. I would like be able to, I would, it would take that time for me to perceive that it's changed. If you're looking back. No, 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 no. Let me, let me explain it to you like this. It would take the time um, for the reason that it is going that let me explain. Let me explain the reason. It has nothing to do with the time to perceive. It's, um, if you're under more gravity... Gravity stretches time. Like, essentially, it's like if you were walking down a road, and someone was stretching the road as you're walking down the road. Like running it on the road, but it's being stretched. So yes. you experience the same amount of time, but different. Which yes. you could actually, you would perceive time as moving at a different pace than a person who is under more gravity. The person who is under more gravity, like, for example, if you were looking at the person who was under more gravity, from your perspective, they'd appear to be moving in slow motion, but from their perspective, they'd appear to be moving normal. And you would be really, really fast if they were looking at you. Yeah, you would be moving like if they looked at you. That's just an underlying way of the thing is, is that the universe perception is 
key because it's a matter of um there's things can be ex the same thing can be experienced differently there's no fundamental way in which something is it's like have you ever heard of the um it's like the faster you are moving the slower you age it's like the the idea of you and your friend yeah, special are, you and your friend are sitting relative. on the couch you get up and the walk faster to the you fridge. Move space, the slower you move through time yeah you and your friend are sitting on the couch you get up to go to the fridge to get a drink and then you walk it takes you one second to stop the fridge open it grab the drink close the fridge and start walking back in, in a, for every second that you were walking you aged one second but to you your friend aged like 1.000 it's like so many zeros well, here's the thing if you had moved at the speed of light you would return to the fridge with your friend being an old man yeah, whereas you would, would be the same well the thing is, is if you move the speed of light you would return to your friend having crumbled to dust and the couch yeah, I'm and the house. Yeah, I'm just giving a random example. But if you move fast enough, you would return to your friend being older than you. The thing is, is, is speaking on that, mass in an atmosphere especially can't move that fast because the faster you go, the more energy it takes to move faster. And as you approach the speed of light, it's just like more energy than we can feasibly produce. Well, it's without, not more like, than we can feasibly produce. It, it takes, the only thing that can move at the speed of light is something with no mass, which is why a photon moves at the speed of light because it doesn't have a mass. It takes zero energy to accelerate something with no mass. And if you have something that takes zero energy to accelerate and it's accelerating and it's accelerating at the speed of light, you can assume that that is the fastest possible speed because something that doesn't take energy to accelerate is accelerating. I think I think we're rather far off topic. Yeah. Um, we well, it, it's a great conversation. I think we're a we're a little far off topic. Yeah. But we definitely made some tangents there. But the thing is, it's hard to not make tangents in this because you have to do things to explain it, things. Yeah, it's it's and and it's hard to come to a definite answer. I think either side can agree. It's hard to come to a definite answer just because it's based largely on how you perceive different things. And maybe well, I'm not, the wrong word with that. Yeah, maybe you're you're using the wrong word with perceive. It but, is a factual thing that things are occurring. That the same thing is occurring differently. But I think it's the. Have you have you ever seen that thing where it's two people are looking at a number on the floor? One of them sees a six, and one of them sees a nine, yeah. and it's like just because you're right doesn't mean I'm wrong. That's not true. Though. One of them is factually wrong. Somebody yeah. who wrote that number put it down as either a six or a nine. One of them is just wrong. The thing is, is like that's is like well we can't come to a, a thing to like okay. And nobody on Earth, or any picture, or, or any physical evidence that God or Jesus ever existed, or, or if they did, it's, were actually like a magic or whatever. Like, there may have been a guy called Jesus who, like, did stuff like that, but he was tricking people or doing something else. Like, he just wasn't a god. Or, or he was a god, and the way you can explain it to, for it to make sense, you could be like, oh, well, because there, like, there's biologic, like, there's historical proof there was someone named Jesus. Well, that, that's, that's like saying, okay, okay, there was a guy in the 70s who would um, sell like landmarks and monuments to people even though they didn't own them. So basically what it is, is there would yeah. be a, a cruise, or not but a cruise, but like a, do like you a know tour. The, do you know where the historical references to Jesus Christ actually are? They're from the Roman Empire, and do you know who? Do you know where the Bible says that Jesus lived in Jerusalem? 
So it's not even connected, which puts an entire plot hole in the entire thing. It, the thing but is, it, it's it, so... Basically what I was going with, with the thing, though, is this guy would go on these tours that rich people would go on to go around cities. And basically what he would say is, he's like, oh, I own the Golden Gate Bridge. And I was thinking yeah. about selling it because it's just not worth it. I have to repaint it every year. I have to, you know, do this. He's like, but you, if you buy it, you could put toll booths on the ends so that if you, you could make money off it, he's like, I would do that, but I'm, I literally would rather just have somebody give me money for it and be done with it and not have to deal with it because it's just a headache, even though yeah. it would be more money. So then people would buy the bridge from him, buy in quotes, and he would take their $2 million or whatever, and they would then go try to set up toll booths, and the police would be like, hey, what the hell are you doing? And they're like, oh, well, I bought the bridge. And like, this is a state-owned thing. You can't buy a bridge. Well, that's like saying it's like, oh, well, you know, you know, that guy, like, if you go, uh, you know, thousands of years into the future, that'd be like if people are like, well, yeah, but, you know, that's maybe just your way of explaining how he, how he made all that money. Like, maybe he actually did own the bridge. It, no, because that's irrefutable. There's, there's, it's, yeah, but this is, this, okay, but, but, but what I'm saying is, the experiments in that well, okay, at this point, thousands of years in the future, everything about our current society has been forgotten. We're rediscovering it as we are rediscovering things like this. Um, I think I think it's so to it, to believe that this. I think where the difference lies, and we, I pointed it out earlier, but it, it seems to continue to make sense as we go on. The where you're explaining the um, quantum. What was the word? Fuck. Uh, I don't know what you said. Something's just happened by roll of a dice. Something's just yes. happened. We okay. have to figure out how to explain it, but things just sometimes happen. So we have this word that explains when they, when that happened. And I think that is where... Okay. You're talking about quantum fluctuations. Because that's the same argument being made by people who believe in religion. It's, oh, well, they're not saying things just happened. They're equating those things to an all-powerful God saying he makes these things happen. And I think... Well, that's what we call God of the gaps, though. Right. It's an ever, yeah, that's called God of the gaps. It's a term that scientists use quite often. And it's because it's an ever receding line as we come up with different ways to explain. It's also, it's also ever expanding because there, as we discover and answer other questions, there are more questions that we well, The have. thing is, is, is like, it doesn't matter know. how much because the Bible and the stories of God and all these things are a limited. There is a set amount of that stuff because he's, he apparently doesn't talk to us anymore. Jesus doesn't like alive anymore. There's no more God. There's a second coming. Yeah, well, that's what they think. Well, the thing is, is like also, if you look at like Judaism, they believe that Jesus hasn't even come yet, and they're waiting for his first coming. Like, yeah, and that's, but that's a completely different religion. So yeah, it's a completely but, different belief. That's like saying, oh well, if since. Um, these people believe in multiple deities, then they must, like, they must, religion must not exist, so it must not be a god, because they can't even agree on the number of gods. Once well, I mean, very, well, like, if, okay, if you walk into a room, if you, clearly, are, if you walk into a room, and someone was murdered, and there are three people in the room, and each of those three people point at the person next to them and say, it was that guy. And each of them choose, they each have one person among them. That's like being like, well, I believe it's that guy because I don't like this shirt. Like, I believe it's my guy because I just believe him now. There, they very well may have been that guy just died of a heart attack. Like, Maybe the thing so. is, is, like, 
saying that you something is real because the evidence to prove that it's not real isn't there is like like okay i will accept that god is real if you can prove to me that there is an onion in space orbiting the moon which you can't do you because cannot prove that there isn't you you prove you're pulling this uh this random thing saying oh well i will believe in if this exact thing is okay. a thing the thing there is, is be, you can't but, you can't prove you can't disprove a negative i cannot nobody on earth can prove that there is not an onion in space because we can't be in all of space at the same time we can't prove well, that the there easier is way the easier way to point it out is more so um i have a hat you can't see this hat you can't touch this hat you can't feel this hat. You can't smell this hat. There is no experimental data which will prove that this hat is there, but I have a hat. And I have also never seen, touched, smelled, or anything in any way interacted with the hat. But I but believe we can that prove, like, there is There is no test on Earth. There is no way of discovering that God is real in any way, shape, or form. There are ways of discovering, which which may not be possible anymore because of the amount of time it has, if Jesus was actually just a con man who was con or a, For all we know, Jesus could have been a time-traveling crackhead. That would actually be more likely than a god. But it's, it's I think, I think religion is, if you look at it as a very literal sense, it, there are going to be the holes. And I think where it comes, religion is less of a literal, like, documentation of what happened when, and more of a, this is a, uh, a mindset or a belief of, and something to follow, a guideline. The, the thing is, I have no to, problem with, explains, with religious guidelines. Like, there it explains where these, it explains the unexplainable. The same way scientists... Well, here, let me explain, let me talk to you like happened. that. Do you know the story of Christopher Columbus, um, speaking with, like, the Indians and making them, th like, so essentially, he goes to these Indians and he says, I want you to give me all of your food and everything like that. And they say, no, we're not going to do that. That's fucking stupid. We need to eat. And he says, well, if you don't, my God will take away your meat. And they're like, okay, that's a little bit weird. I kind of doubt it, but, you know, you're not doing shit. And, and effectively what happens is, um, is he knows the cycle for a lunar eclipse, so he knows when there's not going to be any moon. He says, on this day, my God will take away your moon if you have not given me the food by then. And effectively, those days go by, and eventually the moon's going, and they're like, oh my God, this man has taken away the moon. We better give him our food, so that way, he, that way he'll give us back the moon. And he says, okay, tomorrow the moon will be back. Yeah. And effectively, like, that's essentially what God is. The thing is, there was a, a scientifically explainable process going on, but since the people who, um, who, were, who were told to give them the food didn't understand it, they just believed it. And, and, and that's what I was talking about in the last time and how it's harmful to society. The correct answer can't be harmful, but the wrong answer is almost always harmful. That's like, that's like okay. If you, have you ever injected bleach into your No. Okay, well then, how do you know it's a bad thing? That's like saying, have you proved that God isn't real? Well, technically not. Then how do you know he isn't? It's, it just makes no Well, and I don't sense. even fall to that subscription, because I think that it is possible to prove that God doesn't exist without, with, with, as long as you base, if you base it on an intellectual level, 
of like what I was saying at the to beginning, make that, to make that argument, to say he doesn't exist, it, it requires some level of intellectual jumps. Like, okay, I can assume this is the case because of this. Or, I well, no, it's really not. This is the way things happen, so, therefore, this is. So, okay. Kate, we know that that happened, though. And it's not a therefore. A certain amount it's of... Saying that the, God, the universe doesn't... Not only does the universe not require a god to exist exactly the way it is because of the way the laws of physics are, but not only can we track the reason that these laws of physics exist and what causes them and everything like that, and not only can we prove that there is no time that existed before the universe for a god in itself to exist, but it's just a matter of the fact that this is the universe in itself is such a is such a way that it's like you can almost know that there's not a god behind it whenever you actually go into the gritty details of it. And the only argument against that from Christians is essentially, well, if you don't understand every single thing about reality, God exists. Yeah, yeah, like and that. Then, and that only lasts until they explain that thing. For example, you're like, oh, well, and well, you don't fully understand this, or you don't understand why this is, and it's like, and well, that soon, doesn't mean that it was God. As soon as we fully understand that, it'll jump to the next thing, we'll understand that thing. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's the, the you don't know that injecting bleach into your veins will kill you. You don't know that God isn't real, technically. Like, you have 100% proven it beyond a shadow of a like, but like you but, can tell, there, like, I can explain like, why. I, I'm pretty sure injecting bleach into your veins. Your veins no, but you can't. Like it's still takes. I can explain. Steven, it's still your explanation makes sense to you because you not only know these things, but also you're at some level of well, I I know this is the case. So I know injecting all these harmful things into my body is bad. So I can just I can make that jump to also injecting bleach into my body is bad. Well, no, so, that's not what it is. It's saying, I know what bleach is made up of chemically, and I know what the effects of these things in my body are chemically, so if you combine those things and put them into my veins, I know what it will do. Well, it's also that like, like I've never injected it into my veins, but the Nazis did inject it a bunch of chemicals into other people, and those people all died, so I can assume well, that's what, it's it's the mental jump, and because it's not a mental jump, it's a science, it's science and saying, and I know you, I I know every chemical that is in bleach, and I know what those chemicals will do if injected into my body. That, like so I can assume that. Saying God, God is real. Is mental jumps, you not realize. Saying God isn't real until you, or is real until you prove he isn't, is like saying, well, I've never been, is, is like saying that because you making a mental jump. is like, if I shot Steven and it killed him, I could then be like, well, I've never been shot before and shoot myself thinking that the bullet will just stop because... You know, I've never been shot before. Why would it work now? But I know yeah, that my no, physical... At, the same way I was looking at the rocks with infinity, you're looking at it in very simple terms. What you're doing, what it, it's not, oh, well, there is drastic research on what bullets do and what they don't. That's just being stupid. Well, there's I have drastic research on the, the physics yeah. of the universe. But there's, there's more on the physics about, of the universe. There's still that level where you're saying, oh, well, sometimes it just happens as a, a roll of the dice. Well, no, you can't. That's that's your that's that unexplainable kind of. Well, sometimes that's, just that's like saying because dice okay. are random in quotes, dice can't exist. Yeah, 
No, they, well, it's not even that. It's, um, it's I, I, I think I explained it bad. I think that I explained the dice thing bad. And given what you're tangent on to, it's reaffirming that for me. It's not necessarily the rule of a dice. This is what particles do. Um, particles, every single thing that a particle can do, it does. But once you observe it, you only observe it doing one of those things. That is how quantum mechanics works, which means a particle can simultaneously exist and not exist, but you just observe it and see it as existing. But that doesn't mean that it is or isn't existing. That just means that you've observed it as such because you've collapsed the wave function by measuring it. That is how, that's what I mean by quantum, quantum fluctuations. It's not necessarily the rule of a dice. It's more so a rule of the dice on how you will perceive it, but it's essentially every option on the dice. It's like if I roll a dice, there's options, and I will see one of those options once the dice lands, but every side of the dice still exists. I still think your argument is based on taking these mental jumps, whether you realize it because as we've been talking I've been also trying to see from your perspective and see what you've been saying but it's still when you've been explaining it you've explained things off as oh it, like it's just I gotta accept that like I can't, well, it's, I, can't well, okay. I can't okay I am saying things that you just have to accept but that's only because it would take me a year and a half to explain each one of these concepts to you but individually to a you would have extent you're <laughs> if Albert, you're ex just accepting that this equation e equals mc squared is, and granted, this could be a horrible example. No, I'm trying to say, but because Albert Einstein tested it and says it works, you're accepting that it works. Okay, now you're just now you're getting into a really really mental jumps there because the thing is, um, not only is that a bad example, but I can literally Google a fucking experiment and watch it. That, that's like saying, like, that's going, going back to the thing, if I, if, if I shot Steven and he died this week, well, what? just because he, if, if I shot Steven and he died, then and I And it's not even myself. just accepting it, it's like, well, it's also like saying, well, 2 plus 2 equals 4, I'm just accepting that. Well, no, I can mathematically break that. You can mathematically, but to a certain, as, once you get up there high enough, it is just meant, you're just accepting things as, like, to a certain extent. No. Like, well, this works, this works, and this works, so a combination of the three works. Okay, a squared plus, sorry. A, okay. sorry, wait a minute. A plus B equals C, A plus C equals B, and B plus C. So you're assuming all three are, somehow I explained this way, all three are the same. You're assuming. Granted, you're not looking and seeing that they're actually all the same, but based on these experiments with A, B, and C, you can perceive that. Yeah, but that doesn't require any mental jumps. If I know that A equals B and B equals C, then I can assume that C equals A. Because it's, it's not a mental jump, it's a factual thing. If, if, if A is 7, and B is 7, and B is equal to C, and which would mean C is 7, I can then say C is equal to A because they're both 7. That's but not still, a mental well, well, correct. You're still making the jump saying, okay, A equals C. You haven't figured out that A equals C. Like, you haven't done the math. A and C are both 7, I can think Because it, correctly, yes. I'm, I, this is just the simplest explanation I can make to try and explain where I'm trying to come from. Basically, Correctly, yes, you are assuming A equals C, but okay. it's still an assumption nonetheless. So when you get more complicated, and it's not just basic 7 plus 7, okay. 7 equals 7, 7 equals 7, entire... must mean 7 equals 7. But it's so you're still taking, when it says anything can happen, it's just, it could just explode on itself if it wants. Like it's just, 
it's still a level of well, you just have to accept that this could just explode whenever it chooses. Well, no, it's not just a level of accepting that. It's a fact that we can see it doing that. The double slit experiment is an experiment where that effectively does happen. A, a, a big thing that is there any like, part of it that just happens in a rare case, just where they say a rule, this happens all, but it's okay. How you were originally explaining the black hole with the line and the paper, the line, the light goes straight until it doesn't. It goes straight until the black hole changes its perception of straight. So we're, it doesn't change the perception; it changes the definition. It's changing the definition of what's straight, correct? Effectively, what that really is. It's essentially like if you think of a ball going through a pipe and you bend the pipe, it's almost like that. But to an observer that isn't affected by the gravity, they'll still see it as a sh like they'll see it as curved. But someone who is in the gravity will see it as a straight line. But you will see the exact same thing because it's where the argument is isn't where the science proves this is exactly what happens. It's where the jumps happen, where it's like, okay, because of this and this, that means the this thing you have to realize most is likely what it is. Christianity in general, religion in general, is a jump. Basically what Christianity yes, is saying yes. is, okay. Both are a jump, is what imagine I'm saying. Imagine you, okay, no, 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 no. What I'm saying, okay, imagine you have a box. It has a hundred balls in it. You know factually that 99 of them are blue. And you don't know what the last color, like what the last one is. It could be red. It's most likely blue. So you yeah. pull out ninety nine balls, and then also, also the whole box is labeled blue balls. Yes, but religion so, is basically saying, well, you don't know that the last ball is blue, so it must be red. That's what religion no, is like. It's, no, it's, but the, no, religion is also taking that leap of faith and saying, well, the last ball must be blue. Either one, no. both are saying, well, the blast ball must be blue. No, 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 because all red, of blue, blue, mathematically, that would make the most sense. If all the balls so far have been blue, it's most likely that the last one is blue. Religion is saying that is, is just because things have worked like that in every observable way doesn't mean that's how they're working when we're talking about religion. It's most likely how it's working, though. There's no see, the difference. The difference isn't oh well, religious see would see it red. It's oh because you're like the, well, the outcome is still the same. Both. Let me explain to you what like probably the thing is. The jumps that science is making is different than the jumps that religion is making. If I put a red pencil and a green pencil into a box and I pull one out at random and it happens to be the red pencil, it's not a jump for me to say the other pencil is green. It is a fact that the other pencil is green. Even if you can't it's see the other pencil. It's, it's still a fact. There's no jump that has been made. It might sound like a jump because I'm saying if this, then this, but it's a matter of the fact that I knew both of the circumstances and I knew, and now I have confirmed one of them. If the other one isn't this and that one is that, it's not a jump. It's just a matter of the fact that I know I put a green and blue pencil, or I said green and red pencil into a box and I pulled out a red pencil, the other pencil is green. It's not I'm making a jump and assuming it's green. It's that the other pencil is green. Even if I didn't pull it out, it is still green. I think the jump isn't to say, like with Colt saying about the balls, the religious people say, oh, it's going to be red. That's not the case. Both parties see, know, and can see, okay, the next ball is probably going to be blue. 
the no, difference no, 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 is that, that's how they got to that. I'm not, I'm not saying like a religious person and a no, scientist no. are in a room in front of a box and there's a ball. The a person, person a, religion, religion, outcome is what I'm trying to say. Religion would, in general is pretty much saying on you 99% of the different things. Difference is how it got there, like how we got to that decision. Okay. So essentially what okay, your argument okay, is, okay, every single up, thing in which I up. said could be correct, but it's just a matter of the fact that your argument then is God caused it. Okay, yes, but that's pretty much like saying, if you, okay, imagine okay, so you do ball, have a I, box of 100 balls. balls. You see 99% of the balls are blue, so you're assuming the 100th ball is blue. The religious person sees, God wrote on it, oh, blue, blue balls. So they're assuming, okay, they're all blue balls. Okay, you both but, can agree that you think the last ball is going to be a blue ball. Yeah, but you just have different is, that's reasons. Like, think that's that. like the the potato. But here's the thing, thing though: the law. Are, are, so you right now also you're making the assumption that a god does not have to follow the laws of physics, then, right? Because my initial stance would not allow a point in time for a god to exist to have created a universe. So you're also then saying that a god does not have to follow the laws of physics. I'm correct? saying a god is outside of the. Outside of our our, our universe, it is an external but, being that yeah, but that doesn't follow our, that doesn't our laws of physics. It doesn't flow our laws of it doesn't have gravity. That's why it, it doesn't have like all of our our laws. A, a god deity doesn't follow those because it's okay. But here's human. the thing. Here's the thing. The way that gravity slows down time is it stretches time. And if time is infinitely stretched, the God that was inside of that time would see it be infinitely stretched, and it would take infinitely long to get from point A to point B through this time. That so is not a matter of whether or not the fact is where the, where the thing... So, this, it would... This God would also be able to travel infinitely fast. Yeah, but they wouldn't be able to... Ha they wouldn't even be able to conceive of traveling. Because nothing that's, is started. That's like, if you there's nothing seen, that like, exists. There's no time. Outside in like of movies that, and stuff. Like outside of there time. Is, there was this before anything existed. was this God. And so, he, that's causing, here's the reason things began okay. this. And so, so um, wouldn't follow with the, oh, I have no time to perceive that this happens because it was completely okay, outside so, from So what you're, okay, so effectively, um, the way I'm, I'm kind of seeing what you're saying now. It would be sort of like the simulation hypothesis to where it's like, um, if the entire universe is run on a computer, someone who is outside of that computer program yes. would not experience the effects of the computer. Yes. But, um, so the thing is though, that there's, um, there's a basic, um, idea within our, in, within the universe that shows in which everything was created and a computer program but i would say what you said it's not based it's the basic understanding of how things how, it's not it's not a basic idea it's the basic understanding so therefore yes. in itself it's still a jump it's still a mental jump it's a basic understanding where we all generally accept this is how it was or is or became well no, it's. I don't no. like the word "accept" that you're using because it's not that we accept it; it's that we have. We can. It's understood that to be that way. With everything, you can scientifically test and whatnot. This is what makes sense, correct? Because there's no, no, like all-powerful, all-knowing being that can tell you, yes, this is exactly how this happens, correct? Well, I mean, at that point, then like, you might as well just assume that. I, I think you might have disconnected. Hello. Can you hear me? 
Did we lose him again? Yeah, I think so. Hello? Are you uh, back? I just realized we have a yeah, okay. okay. Alright, so I had to cut out at least once. Yeah, it yeah. had to happen. So right at the end. Yeah. Alright, do you guys want to do another thing like this again? Like, what do you mean? Like, like, the, like, there's the normal one, and then there's the one that I get weird. I don't want to use that actual thumbnail. You just mean, like, a, like a special episode yeah. or whatever? Do it. Yeah, we can do a special thing. We could call yeah. this, like, the like special or something. Like, so that it's, it's yeah, we'll have, like, a special episode where we do something a little bit out there. Yeah, like, like different, but also the same. Yeah. Mm. Everybody ready for me to end the thing now before yeah, you can the internet you like literally just poops itself. <laughs> also Alright, do you guys wanna say goodbye? Absolutely not.